Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms. Uh, This is actually going to be a bit of a special episode because, uh, as you may or may not know, Gem Number 1 from IDW Comics uh, just came out, and we are going to review that one today instead of a cartoon episode. This one covers uh, a bit of the stuff from Episode 1, The Beginning. If you want to see what we're going to be referring to, I would definitely give that a listen. If you already have, congratulations. You're on top of your game. They're taking a bit of a different, slightly less insane approach to the comic now. And uh, giving them some actual reason for why uh, why Jericho wants to pretend to be Jim, which is nice. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, the stage fright makes so much more sense than I want to be my own manager for unfathomable reasons. <laughs> yeah, I want to be my own manage- manager, plus I need to be someone different for that for some reason, even though that's not true. You could be your own manager and a lead singer without having to switch personalities. It, it's cool. Also, Rio is not in here yet. Uh, yes. <laughs> from what it looked like in some of the promotional material they released, they did like this in-character interview with Jem uh, by Rio Pacheco. So, apparently, he's like Lois Lane now. Yeah, he's a rock journalist instead of their roadie. Right. (laughs) Slash manager, slash electrician, slash whatever Rio. Considering that the character designs are a lot more uh, out there than the cartoon, it's possible they've decided to offset that by making the storyline itself, like, marginally more realistic. That's true. That's true. And the the character designs in general I want to talk about because I love them. Yes, Sophie Campbell did an incredible job with these. Like, And it's really cool to see the difference between the original sort of uh, bust mock-ups that she did uh, a couple of years ago um, under the name Ross Campbell at the time, if you want to, like, Google those. And, and compare those to sort of these fully formed character models now. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. She's uh, She's brought them a little closer to the cartoon versions. Um, I'm guessing for IP reasons. But they, they still look, like, really, really good, and in a lot of ways so much better than the cartoon designs. Oh, my God, yeah. Just, just the different body shapes and the fact that they all have different silhouettes so you can tell from afar who you're looking at. It's it's nice. I really love the fact that Kimber is so much taller than Jerrica, despite yeah. her younger sister. She is, like, ten feet tall, David Bowie. <laughs> oh, my right, God, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> And uh, one thing I, I really loved to notice was while I was looking at the various profile shots is that uh, Kimber and Jerrica actually have very similar similar profiles. Oh, do while, they? Like, uh, like in facial features? I hadn't noticed. Yeah. They do actually look like sisters. That's yeah. awesome. Synergy was the character design I was most looking forward to seeing in this issue. <laughs> and she did not disappoint. Uh, first off, first off, she did the same thing as in episode <laughs> one. They kept... Jerrica Benton, I have come for you. I am the Glamrock Specter of Death, and I could not be more thrilled. I think I made a physical noise. When I, when I flipped the page with Synergy on it, I was in the car because I'd just bought every every alternate cover that I could find. Oh, God. And um, I just flipped it open, and a guy was sitting next to me, and he looks over, and he goes, what in the world is that? <laughs> and I felt, I felt that that covered Synergy's redesign pretty well. Uh, she has no feet because she's a hologram. Um, her <laughs> hair is everywhere, again, because hologram. Uh, she still has that weird little symbol thing, which I'm guessing was probably something Hasbro wanted to keep, I would guess, because it doesn't really yeah. seem to flow with the rest of her outfit. But the important thing is she doesn't look like she just came from Jazzercise. <laughs> it's true. 
Let's talk a little about, like, about the holograms themselves. We covered that Jerrica actually seems to suffer from a lot of stage fright, and it seems like Jem now is going to be, like, a bit more of a of an alter ego, like, a wish fulfillment thing, especially because she's, like, 5'11", as opposed to, like, 5'4", when she's Jerrica. Uh, but let's talk about the other holograms. Like, I thought that they did some very subtle stuff in terms of characterization. Oh, yeah. Like, what did you guys think? I like that Kimber, as the youngest, is, like, the... The, the most enthusiastic, going, yeah, I want to be in a rock band. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Another thing I, I really like about Kimber is that Kimber's she, she does really want to do this, and she's willing to actually talk to her sister about it rather than kind of edge around the point and is like, no, I, I if, if you can't do this, I'm going to have to leave and find somebody else who can. That creates an interesting dynamic between the two rather than Kimber being, oh, Jerrica, oh. Outrageous! <laughs> yeah, they all actually have characters here, which I'm very pleased about. And I think if you want a quintessential picture of what each character is like, look at that final splash page of when, you know, Jem appears. <laughs> and you've got the three sisters in the background, and each of their faces will tell you everything you need to know about that character. Because Kimber is like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And like the slightly <laughs> crazed slightly crazed look in her eyes. And then Shayna, I believe, is like distinctly uneasy about this development. And Aja looks like she's afraid she's just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I was a really big fan of Aja in this. Um, oh, yeah. It's interesting that she tried to be a bit more of the mediator character in this, considering that that sort of tended to be what Shayna's role was. Uh, and it seems like they've kind of differentiated them. I like that Shayna actually seems to be like, Okay, maybe crazy wish fulfillment isn't the answer to your problems. <laughs> <laughs> Shayna too was also like just just uh she was very much a mediator. She was like, hold up, guys, this is crazy. Let's guys. let's not argue over glam rock. Plus, I love how tiny she is. She could fit in my pocket. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. And she's got like huge hair, and it looks great. And I, I love I love Aja's like muscles. And I loved Aja uh, when she was fixing the uh, where she's like. Just because I can hear it and you can't and you couldn't fix it even if you did hear it doesn't mean I shouldn't fix it. Yeah, it's a really good, like, abrasive moment that does a lot of quick characterization. I liked uh, a lot of the shortcuts they ended up taking in this, like, uh, like kind of, you know, we're not going to deal with a house full of orphans at this point. There's no mansion <laughs> to burn down. Uh, there's no there's no drive in. Uh, that they have to go to. The dad actually has an office in the house, which is like, didn't he live there? Why wouldn't he? It's 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 not trying to sell you toys, and therefore they have a lot more ways to streamline the story. Absolutely. Yeah. And also the fact that it's a comic, and you have to do a lot of things in short form. You have to imply a lot more things, rather than just outright tell the reader. Um, I know they're going to date it later, but I do like the uh, calls to current popular culture with... It's your dad Iron Man or something? <laughs> Iron Man's been around for 60 years. Well, yeah, mm. he's been around for 60 years, but he's been more prominent in, like, the past 20. Uh, what did you guys think of the sort of visual effects that they did with the music? I like it. I, I think it was a lot more – it fit with the style of the book a lot better than just putting um, sheet music up, which is what most comics seem to be doing whenever they want to portray music. Although I, I did like that, for example, in Scott Pilgrim, there was there was basically sheet music up on the screen, so you could theoretically play the songs if you wanted to. But oh, they were, yeah, in Volume 1. But they were bad songs, so why would you want to? <laughs> Uh, I wanted to point out this thing that I noticed just now while, uh, while going over the splash page, like, I believe this was page two and three. But there's this cool thing where you've got, like, all this all this sort of music 
pink and purple and blue stuff going on uh, while they're playing. And then it gets down to Jerrica's panels at the bottom, and it actually, like, fractures a little when she chokes. And then they turn into sort of these, instead of these big flowy lines, they sort of get these sort of jagged things on them as the band sort of stops playing. And I... I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, uh, Sophie Campbell clearly knows what she's doing with these layouts. They are fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to just like just call out like Kelly Thompson, uh, the writer, Sophie Campbell, art. They both did a fantastic job. The colors by M. Victoria, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Roboto were fantastic. Uh, the letters are all really great. John Barber is also credited as the editor, and he must have done a fantastic job, too, because yeah. this is a tight piece of storytelling. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's mm-hmm. really, really good. John Barber, I think, is the writer on uh, on one of the Transformers comics as well. <laughs> oh, really? Like, one of the ones that are running now? Because I hear those are, like, great. They are so good. <laughs> I, most, I mostly just read More Than Meets the Eye because it is gay robots in space, and you can, I can't not love it. But yeah, they're, they're both they're all really, really good. Oh, speaking of which, let's let's mention the fact that Kimber is canon gay in this. Yeah. Is she? And yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, in her it's, character profile. Character um, it profile says loves right? girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and they've actually said in interviews that uh, she and Stormer will actually be hooking up at some point. Oh, They'll I'm be girlfriends. This. Wasn't that like somebody's ship? There there is an episode we'll get to. Yeah. Where you will see where this comes from. And it's it's wonderful and I am delighted that it's happening. I though I actually I'm actually kinda surprised that, that Kimber is is a lesbian, uh, because yeah. so many of her plots in the show are like Kimber has some dumb boyfriend this week. So I'm kinda surprised they didn't they didn't uh write Kimber as identifying as, as bi or pan. Simply because the, the boyfriends thing is such a thing about Kimber and I could see this this arc of her like <laughs> having a string of meaningless, like, puppy-lovey flings with boys, and then, like, this interesting point where she finds that her first really serious relationship, uh, Stormer is the first person that Kimber has dated who would, like, really get her. On the other hand, it would also be really great if she had a series of puppy-love relationships with a bunch of girls. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. (laughs) It would be so good. Just as long as Kimber has some, like, goofy puppy love stuff going on with with (laughs) anyone, I would be so for that. Yeah, like, I I just, I am really excited with uh, with this. I I was really sad that it ended where it did. Uh, Apparently, the Misfits will be showing up in episode two. I mean, in, in issue two. My bad. And I am going to be so thrilled to see everybody. Uh, Sophie Campbell tweeted at some point that, that, that she and Kelly Thompson are debuting a new character in issue three, I think, or maybe five. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. I was at Emerald City Comic Con this weekend, and uh, IDW did have a booth there, and one of their big banners was Gem and the Holograms, and also the program had an entire page advert for it. So Hasbro and IDW are totally pouring in a ton of support to this book. Audrey actually went to Emerald City and I had her buy me the Emerald City Comic Con copy of them. That's right. There was a there was a variant. So you now yeah. have like six. Yeah, I now have six of them. You can buy this on Comixology. You can uh subscribe to the series so you'll get a new one every time it comes out. That's how Comixology works. Uh you can buy these individual issues in comic book shops. And also they are advertising a special, I believe it is $24, dollars mm-hmm. a box set of all five variants of the first issue with covers done by, I believe, Amy Meberson. 
who did like all these great all covers with the girls in their like original 80s costumes. It comes in a gigantic pink glitter box, but it is this this is this is super worth buying. I think we're all like super excited about this. Although if you get it on Comixology, I think all of the variant covers are included in that. So like straight up the Gem Jam recommends throwing your money at this. <laughs> because I think we all super want to see more. One third of the Gem Jam has thrown a uh, frankly absurd amount of money on it. Yes, she has. <laughs> really, Mac, how many variant covers do you need? They're only like $3 a piece, so it's only like $18. <laughs> it adds up. But I needed all of them because they're all great. And I scared the guy at the comic shop who was who obviously was like, you know, these are all the same on the inside. And I said, yes, I know. Just let me pay. <laughs> I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> exactly exactly this is gonna be great just let me pay my money and i can have all these covers and only leave you with one copy sir <laughs> i'm just gonna rub them all over my face <laughs> it's gonna be good uh i think that about wraps it up for our review of showtime part one by kelly thompson and sophie campbell published by idw Join us next time when we'll be diving back into the cartoon uh, episode two, which is going to be great. Not going to lie. Until then, uh, it's been great to talk to you guys. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And continue being outrageous. Outrageous.